Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz Fall tonight, 107 uh, to 99. Uh, Jazz Radio Network is brought to you by Instructure and their uh, Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators program presented by Instructure, the master, uh, makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from the Jazz Bear, a $1,000 grant, per, a personalized jersey, tickets to watch the Jazz in a suite. Uh, go to nba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator now. As I mentioned, Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, and Coach Jazz did not play well uh, tonight. Now, I do think the Bulls are an improved team, and they uh, DeMar DeRozan was very, very good tonight. But uh, the things that have been working for the Jazz so far this year didn't really work tonight. Yeah, and we talked about that, you know, in the in the crosstalk with David and Ron. The, the, the Jazz just looked a little bit out of sync tonight. I think pressure can do that to you. Uh, but they got sped up. And, and reads kind of became narrowed because of the pressure on the ball. Um, and really, that coupled with guys, you know, Jordan Clarkson having a really tough shooting night. You look at the number of possessions that were Jordan Clarkson dribbling around and missing a shot, right? Um, that's just not jazz basketball. So tonight, you know, you got to credit Chicago with a ton uh, of, of the reason why, but also probably the first sign that the jazz kind of got discombobulated out on the floor for an extended period of time and weren't able to fix it. Uh, Donovan Mitchell led the way with 30 points tonight, but uh, 9 of 27 shooting. And considering he in the first half he was 6 of 12, not uh, the second half probably Donovan Mitchell was looking for, although it did make some buckets to try to keep, it in, keep them in it in the fourth quarter. But, Coach, as you mentioned, the turnovers uh, probably were the story for the Jazz tonight. 20 turnovers. Donovan had six of them. Joe had four. Jordan Clarkson also had four turnovers. Uh, and on a night where you shoot 38% from the field and have 20 turnovers, you're just not going to win a whole lot. Yeah, when you look at the turnovers, the type of turnovers they were, uh, 20 turnovers giving the Bulls 25 points. The Jazz guarded the Bulls pretty well. Um, the, the, the Bulls actually ended up the evening with just over a a 1.01 points per possession, uh, the, but the Jazz just didn't even crack one uh, point per, per possession. And a huge reason of that is because they turned the ball over 20% of the time, and those led directly to baskets. DeMar DeRozan led all scores with 32 points tonight, and you just don't see a box score from a wing player like this anymore. DeMar certainly an old-school guy. 13 of 22 for those 32 points, 0 for 1 from 3, only took one three-point. And if you look at his shot chart, it is, you know, if, if the, the shot is red, there is a crimson mark between the, 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 the uh, elbows at the free throw line. That's where he gets almost everything he gets. Kind of a throwback guy, definitely a mid-range guy. But it's it's difficult, too, when he kind of gets it going because uh, the, their pressure and the turnovers, and then it just leads to them getting the ball more and him getting those types of shots. So uh, a tough one all the way around for the Jazz. One they'll look back on and feel like they kind of let get away. With that, we will say good night to our network stations. Uh, next broadcast coming your way tomorrow. Tip-off, uh, 5 o'clock Jazz take on the Milwaukee Bucks. For those of you that are sticking around with us, we have post-game sound for you. Further commentary as well, Jazz Fall 107.99 here on the Jazz Radio Network. Three, two, one. Catch and shoot three. Pow! 
clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, the featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. A real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Your final tonight. Jazz first loss of the season. They go down to the Bulls in Chicago, one oh seven. 299 coach uh, the jazz tonight shot 38 percent from the field they were 11 of 38 from three 28.9 percent they were led by donovan mitchell's 30 points a nine of 27 shooting he uh, uh donovan had seven boards six assists but also had six turnovers rudy gobert uh 17 points and 19 rebounds with that let's go get coach schneider live actually let's uh catch up with him in chicago Recording yeah, in I mean, progress. It's, it's hard. Um, you know, we're asking Donovan to play the point for, you know, I don't know how many minutes he played tonight, 34, 36. Um, you know, Mike settles us. And, you know, when you get pressured like that, um, we have to help each other, whether it's you know, getting off the ball quicker, Bigs getting cracks and screen and rolls. Smalls getting cracks and screen and rolls to, you know, change matchups and, um, you know, not gonna. We've got to, you know, you guys asked me before the game, you know, playing without Mike, and that that's something we're gonna do, um, and we we need to be better doing that. And it's no one thing. I think that, as you said, there. Their size and athleticism on the perimeter made it harder for us, um, but we've just got to, we've got to space better, got to move the ball quicker. Um, get your margin for error is much less. Yeah, all of that. And then almost like kind of a, a domino effect, right? One little thing being slightly different impacts something else, being, and the reaction to that. Well, yeah. I mean, this is the first time we've played. Um, you know, your rotations are different. There's, you know, different things are going on, but, you know, I just, we, there's a lot of things that I think we're capable of doing better and, you know, give Chicago credit and they came out and really defended and, um, made us work and, you know, the turnovers hurt us the points off turnovers, you know, they weren't there. There's times when we've had turnovers because of maybe overpassing or things like that, but, you know, being, taking care of the ball um, is a big thing. And that, you know, sometimes that falls to a certain player on a possession. Sometimes it's collective where there's one thing that dominoes in the possession, you know, end up with somebody having to make a, you know, really tough shot at the end of the shot clock or you know, got the ball deep in the corner and, you know, you're, you're in a tough spot. What was the difference between that second half, second quarter where things seemed to, well, I think, you know, we're talking a lot about our offense and, you know, it's hard to defend um, when you're not efficient offensively. 
Um, but you know, we give up an offensive rebound on a free throw. You know, there's a, there's a number of plays like that against a good team. You know, we're, we're caught not running back quick enough where they're coming at us downhill. So I, I think, you know, in general, when we throw ourselves into the defensive end, you know, and get stops, we're able to get out. And, and that certainly makes it easier when you're playing in the open floor. Well, I was just you know, this, this group has been together for a while now for the most part. So there's not really a lot that you guys have to like say to each other for a lot like that. But you know what they did well before. So mm. how exactly do you feel like moving forward and being ready for tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, we, it's not, we talk about the game, you know, and I think our guys have a sense of, you know, the things that we need to do better. I, I don't think we were as connected you know, offensively. And some of that was, you know, their aggressiveness. And some of those, when you, when you get that, we have to be even more precise. Um, you know, we didn't have that tonight, but uh, this is a good team. And you know, it's a good team on the road. Um, play another good team on the road tomorrow. And got to take what you can from it and quick turn and get ready to play tomorrow night. It's good. I got Andy on Zoom Andy, go ahead. Yeah, Quinn, you know, when you don't have Mike, that leaves about 15 minutes for Jared or, or Trent. And I'm curious kind of what you want to see from those guys in those minutes. Well, I think just to be solid, you know, um, with JC and Joe and Rudy on the floor, you know, they're, you know to facilitate and to defend. You know, I, I think... Uh, and taking care of the ball and just being solid. And, you know, those are two young guys and they'll keep working and, and getting better. And you know, that's a tough game to get thrown into. And, you know, I know they're both competitors and, you know, they'll keep getting better just like, like we will. Thanks. Okay. Oh, there you go. That's uh, Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. The Jazz suffered their first loss of the season, 107-99. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe with you. What did you think about what Coach Snyder had to say there, Tim? Well, I think he said it in a, you know kind of what we've said, just um, the pressure really got to him. And, and I think the the piece that we didn't probably talk about a ton in the postgame that we talked about in the pregame is that Mike Conley really kind of does settle everything down. They missed him a lot, for they sure. They missed him a lot. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it's going to be – Something that is going to be short-term pain for long-term dividends, hopefully, just keeping the wear and tear off of him. But, you know, I I made the point that the Jazz have really kind of found themselves even in games that kind of got twisted to this point. And tonight, they they really attempted to do it. I mean, they fought off, you know, down 11, came back, took the lead. But it was just kind of that same thing that kept coming back. And, And it's probably where Mike settles things down, makes a play for somebody, gets everybody going. And unfortunately tonight he wasn't there. So it's it's something that everybody's going to have to understand that those nights, you know, the guys, you know, outside of Mike that handled the ball are going to have to make better decisions and take care of the ball better. Well, he's the best passer on the team too. And passing was certainly an issue tonight. They yeah. missed a lot of passes, turned the ball over on passes. I mean, that's, that's his forte and getting the offense going. And, you know, we talked about Jared Butler a lot in the pre, preseason about his ability to beat his guy and get the offense going, which he actually did once tonight. But that he did not play well. Trent Forrest did not play well, and Joe Ingles didn't play well. So Donovan Mitchell now has this overwhelming ball handling responsibility, which you could, I thought in the second half, it looked like he was pressing it a little bit, like he knew the pressure was on, just because it's a similar problem that they had last year when Mike Conley wasn't in the lineup. They just don't have enough 
ball handlers that can initiate the offense. Yeah, there's no doubt that the pressure, you know, and then the fact that the the contact was there and the Jazz weren't getting a great whistle. I thought Rudy particularly got um, a couple of really tough calls tonight. But, you know, for the most part, the the Jazz really kind of allowed that pressure to speed them up. And instead of kind of, like like Quinn said, making plays for each other, they all kind of got inward. Yeah, I, I, it felt that way. It didn't it didn't feel like we were watching jazz basketball. And that stat about the jazz being the last in the league in total passes is just crazy because we're used to the complete opposite. And, and it'll, it'll get fixed um, because the, the essence of this offense is the space. Um, and, you know, like David said, there's probably a piece of this that teams are taking a, a page out of, you know, scouts that they see success. And so you're seeing a lot of pressure people up in, on the ball and in passing lanes, and it's just something they've got to become more proficient with and do a better job executing against. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Uh, Subaru owners are, are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some uh, stories and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Jazz fall tonight to the Chicago Bulls, 107-99. Coming up next, we'll get you sound for the players. We'll continue to break this one down as well right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night post-game show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim LaCombe with you. Jazz Game Night post-game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at MarkMillerSubaru.com. Uh, let's jump into the uh, the Master of the Glass, shall we, Coach? Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to the United Way of Utah for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. He is perfect on the season. 5-0 and is our master of the glass. The one and only Rudy Gobert. Dominant on the boards once again. 19 rebounds for Rudy to go along with 17 points. Seven of those boards uh, coming on the offensive side. And the Jazz out-rebounded the Bulls 54-45. to Probably the only thing keeping him in it, uh, being that dominant on the glass. Yeah, watching the, um, the tape of the Bulls prior to this, you know, I talked with you before the game and thought that the Jazz, they certainly have a major advantage in terms of, um, you know, the, just the physicality and the, the depth at that five spot. They were playing Vucevic at the center and then bringing Tony Bradley in behind him. Um, so I felt like Rudy could have a big game. Uh, watching him tonight, particularly when they got to an an empty side, where so there's just a the ball handler and Rudy. Everybody else is spaced on the other side of the floor. There were several times tonight where I really did feel like they missed opportunities to throw the lob. Um, you know, it could have settled things down, could have got a, a couple of things, and, I, and I'm sure that's something they'll look at. But Rudy's just been extraordinarily good. Um, one play tonight I absolutely loved. We talk about the guys kind of holding each other accountable. Rudy, for the only time this year, really kind of went up soft with a, you know, a, a shot that really didn't have much chance to go in off of a roll that Joe threw him. And Joe immediately went to him and told him to go up strong, you know, like absolutely demanded that Rudy go up strong. And I loved it. And Rudy, the very next time he got in the game, 
went really, really hard to the basket. It's, it's one of the reasons he's having so much success is his aggression level has been really good. Which we got to hope he continues. I'm with you on the on the Joe Ingles. You pointed that out right away as we're watching it here. Joe got in his ear, and that's that's got to be a key for Rudy. Got to keep that. He's so aggressive on defense. You wonder why he can't be keep up that aggression all the time on offense. And maybe it's a mentality thing. But uh, you know, we've talked a lot about teammates holding each other accountable. So certainly a good thing to see. Quick shout out to Tony Bradley. You mentioned him. Although his stat line one for two, two points, four rebounds. You know, he did have two block shots. But get this, Tim. He was a Chicago Bulls team high plus 19 in the plus minus in 14 minutes. Yeah, he definitely held down the fort. He and, plays hard. Good for him. Yeah, in in comparison, you know, Whiteside was he was a positive on the floor. He was a plus 7. But yeah, Bradley Bradley was big for them tonight just being able to, you know, rest Vucevic and and cause, you know, some positive things to happen while he's out there. So good for Tony. I'm glad to see him doing well. Sure, he was motivated to play well against his old team. Not that it's the first time, but you always get a little motivated for that, for sure. All right, let's hear some player sound. Let's start things off with Donovan Mitchell. Good night. It seemed like the offense never had an extended rhythm. How difficult was it out there just uh, with Mike out and just trying to get things out there? Um, I think the biggest thing was when you know teams like turn up their physicality, like <clears throat> Sacramento. Um, another game, I forgot who it was. We did that. You know, we were still able to execute and, and do our stuff. And tonight we just reckless with the ball. And I think it's just mental mistakes, I think, you know, played into a lot of it. We we got into, when we got into our stuff, they looked good and looked fluid. But, you know, I think the biggest thing is just being able to play through the pressure, um, physical pressure. I mean, you know, I think that's that's the biggest thing um, from the game. But we'll bounce back and we'll, we'll fix it. Um, well, um, I think recognizing early getting, you know, small, small, getting them off, um, you know, me being patient, you know, finding guys on the roll, stuff like that. But, you know, I think the biggest thing is we got to continue to do that through extended pressure. There was a possession where I turned it over and Lonzo fought through three screens. You know, I got to come off a better. Um, Royce will set it harder, you know, and then roll. And, you know, that's the stuff I'm talking about as far as being able to do it throughout the course of the game. We did in the first half, you know, we were able to execute. So we got to continue to do it, you know, through the full 48. And credit to to, to them, you know, they, they turned up the defensive pressure and they started making shots that they were missing in the first half. So um, we'll be fine. I'm not trying to get fined more than I have, but, you know, same token, it's like, you know, it's got to be consistent. But, you know, at the end of the day, you can't sit here and say, you know, it's because this or that. You know, at the end of the day, I got to the line 10 times. You know, I felt like I was fouled more. You know, Rudy was, there was times where, Rudy didn't foul, but he was called for it. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, it's not like we're going to sit here and, you know, and say if this happened to that. It, those those are – they're everybody makes mistakes. You know, at the end of the day, it happens. But, you know, we did a lot of things wrong in our execution, and then we're looking to be bailed out by the whistle. So now you're compounding those two things, and now it's like, oh, it's easy to kind of point to that and say that. But, you know, at the end of the day, if we execute better, we don't have to worry about getting those foul calls, which lead to turnovers, which lead to them going the other way. So – um, yeah. With the, with the rotations changed, there's a couple of mics in now, Joe's starting mm-hmm. all that. Jared got some extended runs tonight. Mm-hmm. 
I think just he's 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 becoming he's understanding how to learn, run the offense. He's understanding the offense. He's learning the offense. You know, you saw the same development with Trent last year when Mike and I were out for a little bit, and it's just a learning learning process. This is game five. Um, he's not going to know which plays to run for who on whose side of the floor and whatnot already, you know, but I think he's doing a good job of being able to change his pace. And, you know, we know he can score, but he's able to be, he's being more of a point guard as well, being able to find guys and initiate the offense. And I think he's doing a good job. Things are going to get easier for you guys tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. uh, you talk about the mental mistakes. So how do you move on from all the stuff that happened tonight? Uh -huh watch the film and, and be ready. I think that that's it. You know, we're at a point now we've, we've been together as a group for a while. We know each other. We know what we did wrong. It's not like we're here wondering what happened. You know, I think we understand what we did, how, how we lost the lead, how we, you know, let them back in the game, how they got extended their lead. And, you know, we'll go out there, watch it, correct it. And, and we got to go out there and, and do it tomorrow. I'll right, we'll go to one from June from Andy Larson. That'll be our last question. <clears throat> Don, what do you tell Jordan Clarkson after a game like that, or especially when he's in the middle of, of, a, of a tough game like that? Shoot it. No, nah, that's it. You know, at, at the end of the day, we, you know, that's why, that's why he is who he is. He, he, he makes the same shots he's missed tonight. You know, and at the end of the day, you know, we're not going to sit here in this game and say, oh, you know, those are bad shots. Those are the same ones he's made. You know, <coughs> there are times, you know, where there's certain shots you can pass up and get into a different action. There are times where I could have done it. There's times where Joe could have done it. You know, and at the end of the day, just keep shooting. You know, he missed a lot of good ones, easy ones, you know, and that happens. You know, it's going to happen throughout the season. And the only way to get out is to shoot. So we trust him and he trusts his work. So he'll be fine. Donovan Mitchell right there after Donovan tonight uh, finished with 30 points on 9 of 27 shooting. He was talking about Jordan Clarkson. Jordan, 5 of 19, obviously did not shoot the ball particularly well. 3 of 9 from 3, had 16 points. But, you know, that's the mentality of this team, what Donovan said right there, shoot it. I mean, that's that's part of kind of the, the, the vibe, the mojo that this team has developed over the past few years. They have confidence in each other to shoot the ball. So after tough nights, not a surprise to me that that's Donovan's opinion. Yeah, and that's, you know, a huge part of, of game plans. You know, Clarkson comes in to put pressure on the defense. You, they'll see, like he said, they'll watch the film. They understand what they did wrong. The film will just kind of confirm that. But uh, I really liked Donovan's approach tonight. He, he was not pointing the finger. He certainly wasn't going to jump on the referee train um, because I, I while it was physical, you know, it w that had really nothing to do with it. I think his point being that, the they'll the film doesn't lie. They'll go watch this film, um, and all of those little things that we've talked about. I'm sure they'll see. Donovan even mentioned, you know, missing the roll a couple times. So they'll get it figured out, and, and they certainly have to get everything ready for a, a quick turnaround tomorrow against the the, the reigning world champs. Yeah, there's uh, there's no doubt about it, and I'm sure. What did Locke say? 13 minute plane ride. You know, watch film for a little bit, and then and then get ready to uh, to go for tomorrow. And uh, I would guess that we'll see uh, Mike Conley in the lineup, which will be helpful going up against a team with like Milwaukee, and he'll have certainly some uh, some fresh legs. And I do think, I mean, if we want to look at the reason the Jazz lost tonight, Mike Conley not playing has got to be toward the top of the list, if not the top. I mean, is that important to what they do? Well, it's it's you know the continuity, uh, and it's having a presence out on the floor when things get really rattled, to kind of get things settled and get everybody in the right place, and that's what Mike does. You know, from his years in the league, everything he's learned, it's just you know it's massive. So obviously, the having him back in the lineup tomorrow will be huge, and it's a total is a totally different beast 
the Milwaukee game than this one. And so, you know, pressure won't be as big a deal, but it'll certainly be good to have, uh, you know, Mike and all of his weapons on the floor. Let's go back to Chicago. Let's keep the player sound rolling. Let's hear now from Jared Butler. First few games of the season, you're a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there. Yeah. What are you trying to see this by yourself? <laughs> it's hard, um, but like. It's just part of being a professional. You got to be able to, you know, no matter what the circumstances are, you got to be able to produce and, you know, make an impact. Um, and in games, you know, like you don't play a lot, but, you know, you still feel like the, it's your fault when we lose. Like, you know, it's it's, it's a tough mental battle, but, um, you know, it's about being a professional and being able to, you know, um, produce under pressure. First thing on the night tonight is Mike Allen. All of a sudden, this extra minutes and you're getting it's a lot more of those. Clint was talking about, you know, what a tough spot it is to put you or Trent into young guys going against good teams, great perimeter defenders. What was it like being out there tonight with getting those extended minutes? Um, it was okay. Um, it's like I said, it's tough just because not you just it's a new team for me and um, you know, knowing where I'm at and like, you know do I bring the ball down the court? Like, do I, you know, just little things like that. That's what I'm just getting adjusted to and playing with the guys. So um, I, I think it's more so that than, than um, playing against the, the guards. What's the process like for you and the adjustment process like? It's hard, you know, it's, it's a grind, you know, you're around different, uh, around different people that you don't know. You're trying to get close to them, trying to become friends with them. Um, it's a new game, new environment, all that, all that stuff plays a part, um, besides the basketball aspect of it. So it's just, just been, you know, good to get in, um, just trying to get as much experience as I can. That's it. Just speaking of that basketball process, Thomas, there's no expectation from him or, or anyone else that like, you should know, oh, in this situation, maybe like this play is just run on this side or something like that. How much of it is just like kind of having to like run through everything mentally, like not having to be like, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's basketball at the end of the day. So for me, you know, I, I, I would like, I like to think that I, I played, you know, college basketball at a high level and like, it's, it's kind of the similar things, you know, just at a different, at a faster pace. So I'm just trying to, you know, adjust to the system. That's about it. And it's, it's kind of hard, but it's not hard. Like if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I miss like two layups I should have made and I'm going to think about that for the rest of the day and then we got a game tomorrow so that's like going to be another thing and then you know what could I have done differently you know when 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 my group is out there what could I have done differently to you know the, the lead change like you know stuff like that when, I mean, now you've got things every other day yeah. for every day yeah. so that's, that's very different for you yeah. so is it hard for you to pass those things back quickly well I mean it's definitely an adjustment but like it's so weird like I don't know how to feel right now because we have a game tomorrow but in college where he's like you got a couple of days to like you know sulk and then like you know regroup but now I'm just like I don't know how to feel like I'm like do I be mad or like do I teach that do I take every game with you know like I don't know so that's what I'm saying. I'm learning that too. So uh, we'll go to one question from Zoom. Jared, kind of what's been the adjustment in terms of like not using as many possessions, quite frankly, like you did a lot in the preseason, right? And now you're playing with four yeah. really good established guys, right? So how has that been for you? 
it's hard, man. Like you go from, you know, at me being at Baylor where I'm like, every possession is basically I'm involved in it. And you know, there's times where uh, it's, it's just hard, man. I just, so I just try to make an impact, um, you know, try to use my instincts and try to, you know, fit in and try to make, make sure we're, we're doing positive things. It's like, it's just hard. That's the only way I can explain it. Jared Butler talking about how uh, several things are hard. And I, I go to something Donovan Mitchell said um, that Jared's trying to learn to be a point guard and not necessarily a scorer. And then you heard Jared right there describe what his role was like at Baylor and how it is different uh, when you've got such high level players and <laughs> on the floor at the same time as you. And uh, you, you and I kind of made a joke in the pregame. We've, we've joked a few times about he, had, he loves to dribble. And that was his job in college. And it's just a little bit different. So, you know, Donovan was really nice about it, talking about exactly what he's going through. And, uh, you know, he'll pick it up. Yeah, there's an adjustment every time you take a step. Uh, the best advice, you know, having watched guys at least come in, you know, as freshmen and phenoms in high school to the college game, it's, it takes time. And I think the one thing he probably, you know, would be wise is, Put away all your highlight films from Baylor. Put away all your trophies and your, you know, player of the of the Final Four. All that stuff. You've done that, and it was awesome. But you're in a completely different thing now. And um, you know, most important thing you can do is listen to what the coach is talking about and do it. Um, and, and I do believe right now he's he's swimming a little bit between thinking, "Hey, I really got to score," and then figuring out ways to stay on the floor by doing things that that help teams win so it's an adjustment period no doubt but but Jared will be fine well you and I have talked about this a a lot tonight uh tonight's game was an excellent example of the role that he could possibly have on this team uh coach when Mike Conley's not playing and the Jazz are short uh from a ball handler standpoint which is going to happen what'd you say before the game 13 back-to-backs this year 13. for the for the Utah Jazz, that's going to be 13 opportunities where he or Trim Forrest or Elijah Hughes are going to get some minutes where they need to go out there and have an impact. And we didn't see that really from Trent or Jared Butler tonight, and not really didn't see it from Joe Ingles either, for that matter. And so there's if somebody can step up and do it, there are some minutes to be had. Yeah, the one thing you watch what what we talked about, you know, can you? I'd be a guy that goes out there, settles things down, and finds ways to get guys shots. And that may be the way that Jared approaches it, opposed to, you know, thinking about the two layups he missed. Maybe, right. maybe the four or five times he over dribbled to a turnover. You know, and those—that's just kind of a mindset shift. And then he talked about how in college you you have a couple of days to pout, and then a couple of days to put it behind you, and it's a different animal when you're in the NBA. You have to find a way to move on. And he talked about how he's learning that on whether or not do you live and die with every game, or how do you handle that? It, 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 that one I never figured out. I lived and died with every yeah. practice, um, every day, you know, every every good or bad news with recruits. So uh, yeah, there is definitely got to be an art to that. And uh, he certainly not consult me because I never was very good at that part. Well, in the NBA, there's just so, so many, games. many games. I mean, it, talking about you and your personal experience, Coach, you know, you coached in college for a long, long time. And you start doing this uh, this show with us and, and here and talking about every single basketball game. People don't realize there are so many games. So many games. There's no way you could live and die with with, with every no. everything. So, yeah, again, young guy kind of put into a spot where, you know, he, he showed a, a really polished game in the preseason in the summer league, or excuse me, in the preseason. But his, you know, he's, he's hit the wall a little bit early here. 
trying to figure out how to make the best of four minutes. And that's it's going to be an art. But I do believe with the coaching staff helping him and the, the veterans around him, he'll figure it out. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some uh, stories and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. Jazz lose tonight, first time on the season. 107.99 to the Chicago Bulls. We'll break down more for you coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jazz game by post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share your Subaru story at markmillersubaru.com. Your final tonight, Jazz fall to the Bulls. 107 to 99. Uh, we'll continue to break this one down here in a moment, but. Uh, if uh, you're keeping an ear on the local college football, there's a lot of offense being played tonight, Tim. BYU is up on UVA 28-14 to 14 with 12.5 to go in the second quarter. And then Utah just scored again on UCLA. They're now up 21-10, to 10, about six minutes left to go in the second quarter in that game. A lot of points. I love in, points. In local college football. I love me some points. I know, but these high-scoring games always have to come in the 8 o'clock starts, right? Yeah, you know. it always seems like that. It's almost it's like, like, I don't know, defense gets tired touchdown. by the end of the day. You know, <laughs> defense is exhausted trying to play from 10 a.m. all the way to midnight. Yeah, that's something. So a lot of points going on in college football, but of course, we are here to talk Utah Jazz basketball. Let's get a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven trust, trusted experts in painting. Uh, let's see here. Points in the paint tonight, Coach. Bulls outscored the Jazz 54-46. to 46. Is that them just getting a lot going to the basket? Yeah, they, they um, definitely got a lot going to the basket and lived in that mid-range area. So they, they one area, uh, one word that can describe both offense and defense for this Bulls team is they attack. They attack you. And they're, they go at you on offense, and they're in your grill on defense. And it, and it paid dividends tonight. Yeah, it seemed like the aggressive the aggression level was was super high, and that's something you told us to keep an eye out for in the in the pregame as well. And that's that's how the Bulls are going to play. A lot of pressure. I mean, they put a lot of pressure on the officials to make or not make calls, and I I didn't think the officiating was terrific tonight. That that uh, foul that Rudy got where he was just boxing out Demar Derozan was just brutal. And then Donovan picked up a technical foul because he thought, uh, and Donovan went to the line ten times. You heard him when we played his postgame comments. He thought he should have gone more. Uh, I, I, you know, you can't hang this loss on the officials by any means. But the, the, the point is the Bulls put the pressure on the officials. They put the pressure on everybody to make or not make that call. It's funny. There's, there's teams out there with that philosophy like, hey, look, the ref's not going to call everything. That was Jerry back in the day. That was right? his whole thing. Yeah, so hand check, you know, knock a guy down. The, the play that you mentioned that was so egregious on Rudy's over the back was it was a switch. And so Rudy sets a ball screen, switches. DeRozan basically stands Rudy up from just inside the, the top of the key all the way to the restricted area. And then the ball shot. And after being basically, you know, walled off, walled off, walled off shots, and Rudy goes up to get it. And just because he's a seven-footer on a guard, they call the foul. Terrible. 
Just a terrible call. But Woof. Yeah, woof, as they say. But there are a lot of things Jazz didn't do well tonight, really, that are more responsible for, no for the loss. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, nothing we, to do with Have it. we seen the Jazz really have a great night shooting the three yet? No. Tonight, 11 of 38. I mean, again, the number of attempts, you like the number 38, but that that is not good. But tonight, I, if you took tonight and transposed the way they got them as opposed to the rest of the games, tonight those threes were not, those weren't great threes. I mean, some of them were, but a, a lot of them weren't. They were rushed. They were dribbled into, and they were at the end of shot clocks, as opposed to the other ones where spaced, balls kicked out, or kicked ahead. Those are the kinds that the Jazz really thrive on. Yeah, did not did not seem like they got those tonight. From three, uh, Donovan was two of 11. Uh, Joe Ingles was three of eight tonight. Bogdanovich, two of six. Royce, one of three. Uh, Clarkson, three of nine, coming in off the bench, and Jared Butler, 0 for one. So, not uh, not a great night shooting the three. Not a great night shooting in general. They were thirty eight percent from the field. But uh, to come back to Jordan Clarkson for a second, you know he's not going to go five of nineteen all that all that often. I mean he just had trouble putting it into the basket, and he actually hit a couple there in that fourth quarter to even you know bring his night up to shooting that well. So um, it's just I I hate the term. You know this about me, coach. Make or miss league. I yeah, hate yeah, that. Yeah. Well, they just didn't make shots tonight, and but that's you know got to shoot better than they did. Yeah, the the. Definitely, they got to shoot better, but they've won games without shooting great. Uh, tonight, it was more, and Donovan said it was more mental. It was decision making. It was uh, the carelessness with the ball. Those types of things really caused it. They played good enough defense to win the game, um, and yeah, Clarkson makes a couple more shots, which it, it drives you crazy because he does. He makes those shots on occasion, but if you watch him, he, he's not going to be perfect and he's going to have tough nights, and that, that was a tough night for Jordan. Again, the Jazz struggling in areas that Mike Conley is really good. Yes. So, you know, <laughs> they missed their guy. They missed their point guard. They missed their, you know, number three option or number three player. And it very well may be that we're sitting here tomorrow, you know, around the similar time talking about, the Jazz win over the Bucks with a great Mike Conley. Uh, that's all it's going to take to put a game like this in the rearview mirror. But we definitely have to understand that when these back-to-backs come, this is going to be a challenge. And we'll, we'll mark this down, uh, remember this game, and we'll have an opportunity to compare it here soon, um, next weekend. And so we'll get an opportunity to see how, how they fare then. Donovan had 30 points tonight. Um, you you look at the way he shot the balls, 9 of 27, 2 of 11 from 3, but 10 of 10 from the line. What did Donovan do well tonight? I, I thought he was on attack. Um, he definitely did not allow the pressure to back him up. Um, you know, he probably got sped up a little bit. And, and then also when you get knocked around and you're physical, you know, people are physical with you, um, you know, sometimes – you get more caught up in an individual type game. And I think that's maybe what Donovan would say tonight. You know, maybe one too many dribbles on occasion that caused issues or got up in the air on a pass. Those are all just things that come from being sped up by the defense. So, um, you know, I love seeing Donovan go to the line. Uh, he, I agree, he probably should have gone a few more times, but that, that's a positive thing for him to get to the line 10 times. Absolutely. And I, I thought he started the game with a, kind of a, a little bit more of a sense of purpose, like he was going to go out there, really insert himself into this one. And, and for the most part, he, I mean, he had a really nice sec, uh, excuse me, first half, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I can live when Donovan's not making shots. Um, you know, tonight, the, the, like, he, like he even said, some of the decisions that he made and the team made, you know, sometimes the, the turnovers become so difficult to overcome. 
But I like where Donovan's head is right now. I like, um, you know, he took the challenge, you know, at different times in the game to guard DeRozan when he had it going. So we're seeing growth in Donovan. And and his postgame, again, he didn't talk about, you know, he didn't point fingers. He basically called it like it was. It's exactly what what we're talking about. It was just, uh, you know, unfortunately a night where the ball didn't go in the hoop and the decisions on the floor weren't great. And the Bulls are a good team. You can't do all that against a good team. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some uh, stories and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. Jazz fall for the first time on this season, uh, 107 to 99 to the Chicago Bulls. We'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Finishes with a left hand. Beautiful play by Rudy Gobert. All right, there you go. That's your play of the game. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz game night postgame show. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Uh, the Jazz fall to the Bulls tonight, 107-99. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Uh Featuring the My Subaru Is campaign, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share your Subaru story at markmillersubaru.com. As I mentioned, Jazz Fall tonight shooting just 38% from the field. Going over a few of the stats real quick in the box score. Jazz shot 28.9% from three, 11 of 38. Donovan Mitchell, 30 points to lead the way for the Jazz on 9 of 27 shooting. Donovan had seven rebounds, six assists, also had six turnovers. Rudy Gobert, 17 points, 19 rebounds, three block shots. Bogdanovich had 14. Clarkson was 16 coming in off the bench, although Jordan was uh, 5 of 19 from the field. For the Bulls, DeMar DeRozan, unstoppable in the midrange, 32 points on 13 of 22 shooting. Uh, Vucevic had 16. Zach Levine with 26 tonight. Uh, to go along with five assists, Lonzo Ball had 11 points. And the Bulls bench didn't do uh, do a whole lot, Coach. Um, led by Caruso had seven points coming in off the bench. But, you know, with Jordan Clarkson struggling from the field, the Jazz bench didn't do a whole lot tonight either. No, and then that's the bummer is uh, the Jazz really, if they just get a, a little bit better output, you know, across the board, it's not as though the Bulls just played out of their minds great. Uh, the Jazz Definitely, in my mind, this game was was a little bit assisted, uh, you know, by the Jazz with all those turnovers because it was the one way with the lack of depth and trying to figure out how to play without Patrick Williams. It was the one way that the Bulls could succeed. And unfortunately, the Jazz kind of fell into that trap. Um, You know, the Bulls were able to turn them over, create tons of points out of it. And that really, at the end of the day, you can cut it lots of different ways. But that was the difference in the game. Bulls only turned the ball over nine times. Four were from uh, Lonzo Ball. Four were from Caruso. So you take those two off the team. They only had one turnover. And that's a little. That's a little. Uh, I don't know. That speaks maybe to the energy that was played with out there. Because uh, you know we've certainly seen the Jazz do a better job of of creating turnovers and being in you know up in guys a little bit better than that. So. Uh, that that might speak a little bit to the the lack of rhythm there too. We've talked about the ball movement, the passing, and the lack thereof. Jazz only had 15 assists tonight on 35 made field goals. I know that's something you keep an eye on, Coach. And that ratio is not ideal. No, and sometimes it's just because they miss shots. But tonight, it was, I don't know. Sometimes it turned into a dribble derby. 
Yeah, I, I thought they missed some opportunities to pass. We point out the the roles to Rudy where they missed Rudy a bunch, but I think there were some others Cause, too. Because I don't know that there are two bigger Rudy guys in the on the planet than right here. Right? Yeah. So we watch, and there were there were several opportunities tonight where a simple play could have rewarded him for a screen or a seal, and, and they'll find him, you know, and they have found him well in the, you know, compared to years past. So um, just something to keep in mind. That's one way you can break pressure drive it, throw the lob, and it gets them to maybe think about the pressure a little bit. I'm just surprised when Rudy gets a real mismatch that they don't go out of their way to take advantage of it. And people will ask, what was the difference between the French national team and the Jazz? Well, the French national team, they were looking for Rudy. When he got a guy pinned, they would look, they would find him. Rudy's complained about it in the past, which I, I don't think was the wisest move to do publicly, but it doesn't mean that he didn't have a point. Yeah, Rudy gets nine nine shots tonight, you know, and that's another thing. If you throw three or four of those lobs and you get them or get him to the line as opposed to maybe a turnover uh, or a tough shot, those are just things that as, as the team matures and grows, uh, and again, Donovan said it best. They'll watch it in film. They've seen it before, and, and the game is, is a simple game. That, but it, once it uh, gets going sometimes, the pressure of it and the way that the team's playing you, you get out of rhythm. All right, Coach Lacombe, let's get some final thoughts from you. What are you taking away from this one as we turn the page and look forward to tomorrow night against Milwaukee? Well, I think most of my thoughts go to tomorrow. Um, I think we've talked about what this game was about. I do believe it was one, you know, it's one I would put in the column of if the Jazz play a teeny bit better, they win. Uh, And I don't feel like the Bulls really came out and beat them tonight as much as the Jazz kind of shot themselves in the foot at, at times. So, Stock it away. Uh, obviously, look for the next opportunity um, that you're going to play without Mike, and hopefully it'll improve. But uh, the Bo- the Bucks, we-, we saw them in the preseason. They they certainly uh, are well known, and the players' names, uh, you know, starting with Giannis, carry a lot of weight. Um, guard playing the Bucks, you know, on a on a turnaround that's short like this will be difficult. Uh, but hopefully, the Jazz can get enough rest tonight, have a little bit of a bad taste in their mouth. And they're not going to see the type of pressure they saw tonight, so hopefully they can execute their game plan, get the shots they want, and have some success. Quick reminder here on the Zone Sports Network, uh, Hans Olsen uh, and I believe, I believe Frank Dolce are going to have a combined uh, Utah and BYU post-game shows as soon as these games go final since they're on at the same time. Looks like the Utah game uh, will likely end first because uh, they're a little bit ahead of the Cougs at this point. So as soon as the Utah game goes final, they'll open up the phone lines and do some post game and then uh, uh, fold in the BYU crowd to do a little combined uh, as soon as the BYU game's uh, uh, over. So stay tuned. This is not the end of the road for the Zone Sports Network on a busy Saturday night, but we want to say thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone doing a great job calling the game tonight. Thanks to all the broadcast assistants who worked with us tonight. Thanks to Jeff executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Great job, uh, Jeff. Thanks to you, Coach Lacombe. Fun hanging out with you on a Saturday. Let's do it again tomorrow. I'll always remember tonight for a myriad of reasons. You know, the the nachos we got from R&R were wonderful. Be a big one. Uh, but the Clemson game probably yeah. will be, like the Stanford band, something that you and I talk about yeah. for years. Crazy. Craziness. Crazy ending. It did. It, it was crazy. Uh, so the Jazz fall tonight to the uh, Chicago Bulls, 107-99. They're now 4-1 and one on the season. Next broadcast coming your way is tomorrow night. The Jazz are taking on the Bucks in Milwaukee. That game will tip off here at 5 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 4, and you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.